Hey, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. We provisioned in the elven city of Edelon, and the next morning, the Green Knights led us to the pools of the snake, Nanolog. We defeated the creature and retrieved the vessel that would allow us to transport the healing waters of the pools. While we recovered from the fight, a green dragon, Furian, landed in the clearing and retrieved Zan's orb, vaguely promising to help us in the fight against Nock. We returned to the Keeper's Temple in Wadzin and began treating the wounded with the magical waters of the pools. And lying among the wounded, I found my sister, Lucia. So we're standing at the Keeper's Temple and Lucia Wilnir is laying in a bed. Barely looks like her, but her brother can't mistake her. And she's looking directly at you, Merc, but she seems to be wincing in such pain. Her eyes show that she recognizes you, but she doesn't seem to be able to get out any words. I uh, go grab the cup and the vessel. You can ask for it. <laughs> she's going from I, patient to patient treating them. I uh, don't really ask i kind of just grab it and pour it into like one of the cups and then i give it back to you apparently because you're going patient to patient and then i'll walk over with just the cup if she's lying down i would kneel and then hold the cup out for her to grab drink this she kind of reaches for it as you hold it up and you realize that you're going to have to kind of help her pour it into her mouth she doesn't quite have control of her motor functions because of this clear pain that she's feeling she does have a cut right under her ribs on her left side. This water pours partially onto her chest. It's some of it's getting into her mouth. She chokes it down almost. And you see the wound on her side close up. And she starts breathing. And this relief just takes her over. She almost looks like she's going to pass out. She says, Lucius. Yes. Where did you come from? Wild was the last place I was at. She kind of looks around. It's like she's trying to get her senses back. She clearly hasn't been thinking straight for a while. She says, Tenebris is here. I know. Tenebris is in the city. Asher. Her eyes well up a little bit, and she says, I I wasn't sure. The, the Arkwright was taking blood from the Keeper's Temple. It was something was happening there. Not Not the Arkwright, I guess, but the... The apprentice, a woman, and I talked to Donland, a, a, a Clancy Donland at the cathedral. I think he has grandfather's sword. Donlan. He's done something terrible to it. It's it's what made this wound, and I'm afraid some of the wounds of the people around me. Something's in that cathedral, and I think that this pain feeds it. Good news. We have enough water to cure everybody. And you say this, uh, Prentice Arkwright, she's the one that was collecting blood. One of the sisters here had inquired about what I knew about the Arkwright, so I did a little bit of investigation, and I would see her bringing blood in different containers back to the Arkwright. And the Arkwright himself, well, I don't know anymore, but I... I don't think that he knew what she was doing. 
he said Donlin too. You know, they're all over town. But he did get the impression that he was like Clancy. Well, I guess that makes things very simple. Pull out the book from Asher. When you feel up to it, take this to your father. All right, guys. Time to go bust an Arkwright's head open. I say to everybody else, and I walk out of the Keeper's Temple. Slipcon follows. He wants to do it now? Apparently. Monsignor, can I trust you with this? And she'll hand him the pitcher. He says, with my life and soul. I will be back for it. Treat these people. I'll be back. And she's going to make her way past him. Step out into the streets. There's cobblestone in this area. It's cold and snowy. There's a crunch in the ground as you step out. The arc ride is just across the road. It's all in the cathedral district right here. As you're walking towards the arc right, there's a tree above it that is covered in snow and very large, probably 150, maybe 200 feet tall. And that tree was not there before. It's this big oak tree, fully leaved, even though it's on the brink of winter. This tree has appeared in town that wasn't there before. This is that life tree. I go across the road and open the door, not gently, into the arc, right? (laughs) Door slams open. Who's there? When you first go in, it is just an older gentleman, weathered face. This is the Arkwright. His name is Harry Donlin. And you know him, Merc. Like, you know who he is anyway. So, Donlin, what do you think of Asher Wolnair? He says, are you the uh, Lucius? No, I'm mercenary. What do you think of Asher Wolnair? He's not exactly sure how to answer. He's a little bit slack-jawed. You know, he sees this group stepping into the room. He says, I'm a little confused Young man, is there something I can help you with? Is there, is there something wrong? Yes. Tenebris is in this city, and now it's the time for force. Your apprentice needs to answer a few questions. Fetch her, if you will. Or better yet, just tell me where she's at. You can hear a little bit of shuffling in a room behind him. There's a little bit of a counter there. You can get around the counter on both sides. He says, Sister Bonita... Just as he says that, you're all coming into the room there. Another voice chimes out from behind you. It's kind of a deep rumble. And he says, so I've had a hunch that you were coming back, Mr. Wolnir. He says, as soon as you stepped into the same space as the light bear there, and I had two Wolnirs in one spot, I figured you'd be who I'd find. So you turn around and see it's actually a Bakaran. Looks a lot like Lucan. He's a big guy broad-shouldered. He's wearing silver scale mail. He's got a fur cloak on. He has a rapier in one hand and a hand crossbow in the other. So you just want 10,000 gold? He looks at the Arkwright and the Arkwright's loss at this point. What is it you want? Do you just want the 10,000 gold? The prestige? What do you want? Again, a little confused, and he says, I'm going to take you to the bishop. Well, I'm going to go to the bishop eventually on my terms. So, do you want the 10,000 gold? Or do you want the prestige? What do you want? What are you hoping to gain out of by taking me to the bishop? It's it's my job. I, I'm here to take you in as a bounty. Okay, so if I give you the 10,000 gold, you get the money for the bounty, and then you can just go have your jollies elsewhere, or you can die. That's really your options, I guess. On the other side of the room, this woman has come out. She has dusky skin, dark hair with a little bit of silver to it, and she holds up a stone in her hand. Is it a bloodstone? Yeah. All right, guys. It's go time. And I headbutt the mercenary in the corner. 
<laughs> roll your initiative. We'll see if you beat him. Everybody? Yeah, go ahead and roll. 21. 19. I got a 17. 8. 16. So Merc will let you do a headbutt there. 25 to hit. That'll hit. So he takes 5 points of damage across the bridge of his nose from my forehead. Merc smashes his forehead into the nose of this guy. Blood spurts out and he staggers back and everybody starts to move. The arc right in the middle of the room, at this point, just going to be standing there in the middle of everything. And the woman on the other side who had come out of the back takes a spot behind the counter next to him. He's looking aghast at her and she picks out a light crossbow, leans it up on the counter there. She's going to take a shot at Mert. And again, the arc right is, what are you doing? That was a lousy start for her. She takes a shot just after you pull your head back and this bolt goes flying past your face, Merc, and then hits the door jam to your right. It was almost right to your head, but you backed up just in time. Relop, it's your turn. You've got two targets, crossbow-wielding woman on one side and a broken-nosed Bakaran in front of Merc, who's pretty much right up on you guys. How far away is the woman? Probably about 25 feet. I'm going to start muttering something under my breath and pull out a rod of iron person on her. It's an 18 wisdom save. She locks up. She was going to reach for a new bolt. Everybody else can see that she stops mid-movement. I'm going to move my way a little bit closer to her. Kind of a pile of people here, but we'll just assume you sift your way around them. Lucan? He's going to take a non-lethal swing. At the Bacaran? Yes. 28 to hit. That'll hit. For 17 points of damage. And then he spins around and swings again. 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. And for 16 points of damage. Sort of all at once, you're flattening the blade a little bit as you're trying Mm -hmm. to beat it on his armor so it doesn't really cut him. But you feel like you get him pretty good, though. He staggers one way, you swing around, stagger him the other way. He's just getting batted around. Mahog, that brings us to you. So there's the guy Merc just headbutt. Yeah, and that's who Lucan just swung at, and he's really right there with you guys. Like, it's sort of a mess of people right there at the doorway, and then the woman and the arc right on the other side of the room. Okay. Well, I will go around on the opposite side of Lucan, so that this gentleman is in between us, and yeah, I'll just strike using a pommel of my short sword to see if I can just knock him out. AC 16. 16 will hit. Okay. That sneak attack, 37. Just as you go to try to hit him in the back of the head with your pommel, he turns your direction and you hit him in that broken nose again. And it just splatters even more. And he whimpers. It doesn't actually put him down, but he's staggering in front of you like he definitely has taken some serious beating here. That one got him good. Merc? Yep, you made a mistake. And I uh, grab him and try to throw him into the counter. Throw him that direction? Yeah. All right, just make an attack roll. Well, that is a whopping 15. You know, you go to grab and he sidesteps a little bit and puts Lucan between you and him and it just doesn't quite happen. It's just too much of a pileup right here. At that point, he teleports over to the other side of the room. He just sort of blinks out. It's almost like stars are fluttering in place for a second where he left. When he shows up on the other side, he's right by the door behind the counter where she had come from. And he just turns back and takes a shot with his hand crossbow. Shooting again at Merc. Good golly, they're just not going to roll today. And another bolt 
This time it's a smaller bolt, but a bolt again lands sort of next to that other one, just sneaking by you. Zan, it's your turn. All right. The guy is near the back room. We've got her just on the inside of the counter with a crossbow, but she's frozen. She's going to yep. pull her sword and shield, and she's like, Merc, I'm assuming this woman with the bloodstone's bad? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. And she goes charging towards the counter. She's going to like parkour up on top of it and slide across it on her butt and then just tackle this woman to the ground in an attempt to put her knees on her arms and then hold the edge of her sword to the throat, just having her on the ground. She just slides over and then for some of you just disappears out of sight because you're on the other side there, but she's gotten a hold of the woman and relap. It's your turn. You can see the guy standing at the doorway. I'm going to move over to Zan and the lady. Does she have any other weapons on her other than the crossbow? There's short swords sheathed on her sides. Can I pull the short swords? Sure. If I can, I'd like to chop at the string on the crossbow. I rolled a four. You kind of <laughs> chop at it, but I don't know that you get the string necessarily. But I do I have started. her swords? Yeah. Okay, that worked. Now I'll start moving right. back. Look on the guys across the room. Otherwise, that's the only target you've got from where you are. Lucan's going to actually just point at him and say, drop your weapons, surrender. And can I roll like a intimidation? Yep. 21. And as he says that, he makes his sword glow just a bit more. He takes the weapons and places them on the counter, sort of right in front of him. And then he puts his palms on the counter to the sides of them. Okay. And he's staring you down. Lucan's slowly approaching and just trying to look like he's not scared at all. With the sword pointing at him still. As it comes the whole turn here, he does say, I am sanctioned by the bishop. I am within legal right to go after this man. I'm going to go over and help Zan restrain the woman. She is currently kneeling on her. Yep, she has her knees on her shoulders and biceps to try to pin her to the ground. And she's got her flat end of her long sword across her neck, just holding her there in case she comes to and decides to start wrestling around. Yeah, mm. I'm going to like stroll on over and I will just sit across her legs. <laughs> Check for any other weapons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 totally. I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> the two of us <laughs> <laughs> tag teamed up on the restraint on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do a quick check for additional weapons and disarm them off of her. Relop is standing here swinging these swords around that he's not proficient with right next to you guys. You're both hunkered down there and he's yeah. just like, okay, we got this. And these swords are just whipping past you as he stands there talking. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Yeah. I was just going to like make eye contact with him. I'm like, yeah, that, that's cute. That's great. That's cute. Totally a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merc, anything specific you want to do? The guy has put his hands on the counter. He's still got weapons in front of him. You understand, you might be within legal rights, but you are not within moral rights. You are working for Tenebris, and you're a fool if you think that Asher Wolnir has the best intention for Woods End or you or anything else in mind. So I'll ask you again, what do you hope to gain by collecting this bounty? He looks up at you and he's got this beard of blood at this point. He says, I've heard a lot of stories, but this one takes the cake. He takes his orange red stone out, puts it on the counter. There are other bounties. May I leave with my weapons? 
As long as I never see you again. Well, there's little chance of that without this stone here. I know what the stone does. With one motion, he takes both the rapier and the hand crossbow, and he holsters them both. And he takes a couple of steps backwards, leaving the stone on the counter, and darts into the back room, and you can hear him going out into the snow. Is this your apprentice? Pointing at the woman that Zan and Hulk have restrained. Yes. Do you think that you can put those swords down, sir, to relap? <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I jump up on a stool. Yes, we know you're a pirate. Merc, what is going on? Who, Who is this woman? She is the apprentice Arkwright. She is working for Tenebris and has been collecting blood. I can't think of any nice things people do of human blood. And do you learn this from the woman in the hospital? Yes. And before you ask, I do trust her with my life. The woman had a bloodstone. Anybody who has these bloodstones is looking for me. The only reason to be looking for me is if the Bishop Asher has warned them about me and is trying to stave me off from getting anywhere. So she is working for him, whether it's through Tenebris or as another mercenary. Again, at the door, a voice chimes out, and you look as your sister's standing in the door. She's being held there by one of the keepers. She apparently has persuaded to prop her up against the door, and she says, the woman next to me was in Ostiary before night's day. She's been with me since I've been in the keeper's temple, and I've been unable to speak for I don't know how long at this point. She says that there became a time where those stones became a, a rite of entry to the cathedral. If you can look the part, those stones might get you in. Is that what you want to do, brother? Somebody has to stop Asher. I don't see your father doing it. I don't see Miles doing it. I don't see any of the lords doing it. I don't see the church doing it. They're all take a knee to this man. They don't look to see what he's doing to see if he's honest and true. He is sucking the light out of this city slowly. And everybody just seems happy to let him do it. She kind of looks at the keeper who's propping her up and says, I think I might, might need to lay down a little. I don't know when I'll get my strength back, but let me know how I can help. I'm going to go rest. You've helped plenty. We now know how to enter the temple. Just for what it's worth, if I can get my mind about me, I think I might be able to make this guy. And she sort of looks at Lucan across the room. I saw that Bakaran leave as I approached here. And if he's the one that gave you that stone, it'd be pretty easy to make him look like the other one. The gnome over there, I'm not sure exactly if you've got a facsimile, but if you've got somebody that looks a modicum like him that would have a reason to go, we can make that happen too. Stay safe. I'm going back to the keepers. She almost looks like she's going to fall asleep. And the keeper gives you kind of a nod and starts walking her across the snow. Don't let her talk you into dragging around the city anymore. Please. Kind of get a look back as they walk off. Fear in his eyes. How long does whole person last? A minute. So Zan, this tenseness that's created by the paralysis of that spell loosens. She doesn't immediately try to push you off, but you can tell that she's herself again. Welcome back. I think you have some questions to answer. 
First question I have is the order of law working for Tenebris directly. She's kind of looking at an upside down Murk as he looks down and looks up at Zan and she says, I don't think I need to be answering questions. You have limited time here. And regardless of what you do to me, I will live on in the darkness. Zealot. Got it. The Arkwright says, Benita? He's just <laughs> completely surprised by this. Had no idea. Does she have a Tenebris tattoo anywhere that I can see? You can search her a little bit. Just checking her arms and neck. Yeah, you find one on the back of her neck. Zam will just kind of use her gold gauntlet to cover her mouth and just turn her head sideways, grab her hair and kind of pull it back and show it. And just look at the Arkwright and look down at the tattoo and then let her go. Well, what do you want to do with her? I'm still sitting on her legs. Well, we don't really have the authority to try imprison her or the means to do so. Suppose we could take her to the Valance and see if they would hold her. How are we going to cross the bridge? Directly, by force, uh, if need be. Draw more here, guards? Here's something that I might be able to do for us. Lucan takes out his prayer beads and he says, One of these beads will allow us to turn into essentially mist for eight hours. All and of I, us? All of us. And I think that can get us to where we need to be. Okay, but let's think about this all the way through. Yes, that's useful, but how do we keep a hold of the woman? And two, the Silver Sword should be the ones in charge of the bridge. If they are underneath Miles, and Miles is on our side, we should be able to cross the bridge freely. All right, I can do a sending for him. Let him know we're coming. That would be a good idea. All right, let's move. Here, you're stronger than I am. And I kind of get off of her. I uh, pull the pistol out, show it to her, the woman. This is called Judgment. It doesn't particularly like your kind. I would not recommend running. You will quietly follow along with us. No questions. No speaking. No screaming. No trying to run away. It will all end badly for you. Am I understood? As you say that, judgment lights up. It's like it can feel the Tenebrous agent in that close proximity. And the runes on it all get this fiery glow. Go ahead and roll intimidation with advantage. 23. She's pretty cold, but you get the impression that she's not going to try anything. She curls up fetal after Zan gets off of her. and You don't get the impression that she's overly scared to die, but you also don't think that she's looking to fight her way out either. So Zan will stand up and start making her way towards the door, put her two fingers to her temple and cast Sending with Miles Valen as the target. Miles, it's Anafia. We are on our way to your house. We have a cultist prisoner. Get us across the bridge. Be there in 10 minutes. All right, we have 10 minutes. Let's go. And she's going to make her way running across the street. She's got to get to the Keeper's Temple and try to get the uh, water jug back. Okay. And he continued to heal I would assume so, yeah. So um, at this point, there's a lot of people talking to each other. Much like Lucia, these people were not able to speak for a long time. They got to a point where they were in so much pain that they were almost mindless. So there's a lot of discussion going back and forth about what they had seen or what they should do. And the keepers are all sort of in on it. Something's happening here, right? Like it's creating this chain reaction in which the keeper's temple is now abuzz with something happening in the cathedral. Does most of the infirmary seem cured? Yeah, there's cups all over the room. And so they've pretty much cleared that space. You know, they're all still weak, but they're yeah. just able to discuss kind of like Lucia did where she had this information. She just wanted to get out and it's happening all over the place. Things are starting to move in the right direction. All right. So as she takes the decanter back from him, if he's willing to give that to her, she'll store that away and she'll look at all the people. 
have the keepers tell everyone on the streets everything that they're hearing. Spread the news like wildfire. We're moving. Try to stay safe. Says, thank you, milady. And she'll walk down the kind of lane of beds that are there and look at everyone as they're slowly waking up. People, your cathedral will be cleansed. We will be sure of it. Join us when you can. And then she'll just make her way through in an attempt to like spark a revolution. And you see the Monsignor as you step out. He's standing in the group and he looks somehow younger. Every time you've seen him, his eyes have been sad and shiny. And it doesn't look that way. This blame he put on himself that he had expressed previously seems to be lifting. She'll smile at that and nod and then turn out into the snow, join her friends, march towards the bridge. You crunch that way. The big tree is to your right as you move towards the bridge, the docks effectively. And when you get to that long bridge, there are patches of ice in the water, but it's not cold enough to be frozen over or anything like that. This is just a Sort of a heavy late fall snow, it probably would be gone in a week's time. The docks are not as busy as they had been previously. You know, you had given it a wide berth at one point because you knew that the bounty hunters were stationed down in that area. But you do see groups of mostly men that are equipped to go hunting. It's pretty clear from the packs that they have and the bows, and they're leaving town into the border wood. It's mid-afternoon. This is about as warm as the day's going to get. And there's just less people on the streets. Merc, is this normal? Yeah, this is normal. It's a uh, calling week. They uh, go out. Big hunt. We need to keep moving, though. No, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure they weren't fleeing the city for some reason. Though it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, it might be good timing. If we have to burn something down, it might be bad timing. You go across the bridge, and it's pretty cold on that bridge with that water underneath you and the wind. And there's a post on the other side. And when you get to it, there are silver swords in chain mail. There's a couple of them. One of them has a steel shield with cross silver swords on it that are stenciled out with a red enamel. Merc, you recognize him as one of the guys that got sent back from the wood when you first got to the area. And he actually salutes you. His name is Amari Falconbridge, and he says, Captain Valin said you'd be coming. Silver swords are at your service. For now, just watch for the order of law. Don't engage him. Just observe and report. Kind of gives a special look to Relop. It seems that he remembers some of the battle, but says, yes, sir. And I'm not your lieutenant anymore. I uh, cross the bridge, making sure the woman stays in front of me. We'll go straight to the Valen estate. You come up to the estate and there are more silver swords there to greet you. It seems that there's a little bit of presence here. It might be because he had been warned ahead of time that you were coming. You know, you've been around this building before and you didn't see all of these troops set up around the place. And among them at the keep is actually Chester Cromwell, who was the other one that was sent back from the wood when you'd first come to town. And again, he recognizes you, Merc, and says, so this is the prisoner you bring us. She knows things. I don't know if she'll talk or not, but she is definitely of Tenebris. As he's talking to Merc, he's already taking her by the cord between her hands. He's grabbing it like a handle. She is but the Arkwright's assistant. She may know magic. Be careful. I'll go with mm -hmm. him. I'll follow him down. I got one more question for this woman before we do anything else. You said we had limited time. Days? Hours? 
She smiles at you and it's a little unnerving. She just says, you tell me, Wolnir. And then her smile fades from her face and she just looks disgusted or something. Probably a pretty woman, but she just has this look to her and this disdain for everyone and everything around her. And there are times, mostly when she smiles and when she frowns, that she reminds you a little bit of when you had Faridwen in your custody. And as she's walking with her and sees that smile, she's going to grab her throat and turn her towards Lucan and say, make sure she isn't one of them. Make sure she isn't a hag. Do I detect if she's a fiend? Uh, she is not a fiend. Okay. She seems normal. I guess we'll see and she'll turn over her forearm and just take her longsword and just slice kind of across just to draw a little bit of blood and see if it's any different than normal. The only thing that's different is that she doesn't wince. Like she bleeds, but she just stares at you. Doesn't react to the cut. All right. She'll give her back to the guard and follow him in to make sure she gets chained up downstairs successfully. I'll look at the nearest silver sword. Where's your captain? So as they go down, Mausolin comes out. You're not sure, but it almost seems like his hair is whiter in the week that it's been since you've seen him. And he rubs his goatee, pulls it to a point. You're a little bit surprised by it, Merc, but he goes to hug you. Um, uh, I awkwardly take the hug. <laughs> <laughs> he steps back. His hands are on your shoulders at an arm's length. Disappeared on us a little bit there. It was just a day for us. Well, two, I guess. We've been clearing silver swords of their... Afflictions. Better word, thank you. We're wondering if Asher's on to us. That woman said we have limited time, so have you noticed him doing anything? A lot of activity or anything at the cathedral? Actually, he's been even more of a hermit in that cathedral. Within this time frame, calling week's beginning, we would typically hear from him, but he's possibly fortifying himself or something to that extent. He's disappeared into the citadel of the place. The only voice that we hear from the bishop at this point is Clancy Donland. And he has the sword. I'm sorry? He has your father's sword, doesn't he? Clancy Donland has my father's sword? That is what Lucia said. It's been corrupted, according to her. He has this very intense stare as he's processing what you're saying. How would Clancy Donland get that sword? When I left, I had to leave certain things behind. That was one of them. How they corrupted it is beyond my knowledge. He puts both of his hands to his chest and goes silent for a second. You can tell that he's probably saying some sort of prayer. And he surprises you as he opens his eyes and starts speaking. Many of the Lancers are leaving town for calling week. Might give us a little more movement on the other side of town. I am more worried about the order of law. Where are they? What are they doing? I don't know if they are part of Asher's scheme, his control. I do know that paladins tend to be resistant to that sort of thing. Well, clearly not all if Lancy Donland is working for Tenebris. Maybe he took the path of Asher Wolner and voluntarily did it. The only piece of information I need from you is there a, a high orc amongst the mercenaries that came to town looking for me. I wouldn't be surprised. So I have a plan to get into the cathedral 
Lucia said she could disguise a few of us. I don't know if she can disguise all of us, but we have stones that have been handed out to these mercenaries. They're bloodstones. They allow you to track any Volnair, or the closest one. If we could get a couple more of those, we'd have enough to go in. Also, we could disguise some of this group into mercenaries. So I was hoping we could find an example of a high orc that early stormed the cathedral, which may be difficult. Unless this is not my specialty, I would say that subterfuge is probably your best bet. An assault on the cathedral by the silver swords leave us in a place that I don't think that Wood's End would ever recover from. Merc, what do you think about that mist idea as well? What if at night we turn into mist and go in through the cracks under a door and get in that way? Relop, is there a way to ward against such an intrusion? I'm not certain. I'm not 100% familiar with the spell that he's referring to, but in the middle of the night, they wouldn't expect us. I like that plan. Do we, uh, I think we could rest and be ready to go tonight if we're on a limited time schedule. I need eight hours. That's the afternoon. Yes, we could do it early in the morning, like three in the morning or something. Or even at midnight. The one last thought I have on that is we are fighting Nock, and we will be fighting him in the dark. Not with a daylight spell. Unless he dispels it, I suppose, but I could try it again after that. Can't possibly hurt. Gotta make sure I have that prepped. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's our plan. Let's make sure the woman's secure and rest for eight hours and see if we can't slip in with the mist. If that doesn't work, I think we need to uh, track down the other mercenaries, get the stones, and see if we can't uh, do a little bit of subterfuge. Captain Valen, I would ask that you simply just keep the uh, order of law preoccupied. I don't know if they're in us or not. I just prefer if they were out of the way. Should I check with my intelligence officer about a high orc, or are you past that? I think we're past that. Was Dice, was he afflicted? He was, but he is with us again. That's good. And Stamper, he's doing well. Tim Stamper? Yeah. Yes. I think he's raring for a chance to play his drums in battle. <laughs> I don't know that he'll get that at this point. Unless he wants to be foolhardy. Actually, is Tim Stamper around? Because I believe I have a package being sent to him. wonder if it has arrived. You're in Finnis Lego at this point, so their keep is nothing more than a walk away. Excellent. I am going to run over to that keep real quick. Yeah, let's go along. Okay. Suzanne, you see them chain her up in the basement. This dungeon that you had been in previously, they chain her up in the corner and they're holding torches. It's this dark space down here. You know, you just want to make sure everything's secure. And yep. as you hit the door, you're just about to leave. And she says, Faridwen has been waiting for you. <laughs> She'll nope. stop at that doorway and spin to her slowly. Has she now? If you bring your sword light back, you see that grin again. She very much enjoys the fact that she got your attention. Please tell me she's here. You know you'll have to go into the dark to see her. It's where you put her. The shadow fell? She just grins with this sort of joker smile. If you speak to her again, let her know I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'll see her in my dreams. So just the deep sigh as she slams the dungeon door on her and we'll make her way back upstairs. Kind of with a look of both concern and... Not anxiousness, more almost quasi-excitement as she approaches everyone. All right, the prisoner's secure. What are we doing? 
Lucan wants to go get his package that Tim may have. And then he said he had a bead that could uh, turn us into mist to get into the church a little easier. Then we uh, go from there, I think. When? Tonight. I think we all need a little bit of a rest. Early morning, essentially. After as midnight. As close to dawn as possible would be best. That's not a bad idea, actually. Honestly, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. I would say just before sunrise, we go. First light, the pre-dawn. Hey, Merc, do you have a picture of your brother? Or do you think there's one around? Have you seen one around? Propaganda post or anything like that? I don't have a picture of him. Captain Valen, do you have a picture of Asher, by chance? One of the family portraits, maybe? He says, no, I do not, actually. Uh, we have portraits in the hall, mostly of dead Valens at this point, but I'm sorry to say that Asher was never big on our list to display in the household, I guess. No worries, no worries. The Order of Law is protecting him, correct? Those are the ones with the hammers for the symbol? Well, he has his own guard within the cathedral. Clancy Donland is the head of such Do they wear certain armor, have a distinctive look? They're Lucites, at least Mm. in reputation. And so they would play the part of that, even if they're not, I'm sure. Okay. As far as the law goes, it's a little bit hard to say. The head of the detachment here, Tullin, became the head of this detachment because he's a hero from Night's Day. He supposedly saved Card from being killed. Zan's going to be stunned by that information. Did he save Card or did he cut Card? Apparently I'm going to have to ask. Don't waste your time. He doesn't follow your god. How do you know? He wears a hammer. That's enough for me. I don't know what the Order of Law have done yet. I don't... They just broke apart the Order of Light. That by themselves is... Which weakens the church, which could be very well a play by Tanabris to bring this region to its knees. Alright, I'm just looking for allies. I'm looking for more people we can bring to bear on this. We have to be enough. How many guard does Asher have around him? Not enough. Tim Stamper? Alright, let's do this. The uh, Stamper's Keep is made of wood, which is not uncommon in this town. The Valins have one of the stone keeps, but that's not normal. There are bear heads carved into every little place where they can carve out a bear head. There's a giant wooden bear as you walk up to the front gate. It's just one bear on one side. Most of the time it's like this flanking thing, but this bear is so big they must have just decided that was enough. Guards ask you what your business is. They see a lot of weapons on you, and so they're a little bit leery of you. I am here to see Tim Stamper. I had a package delivered to him so he could give it to me. Hmm. We are friends. Is Tim here for lunch? The guy says, yeah, 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 I I think so. And they disappear behind the wall. There's a large gate, and then there's a side door, and the side door cracks open. There's a little peephole, you know, like something they could slide to open and look, but instead the door just cracks open and you see this little white-haired head pop out. Oh, hello. How you doing? Good. Lucius, you doing okay? Well, doing fine. Ready to put it into this madness. Well, it seems that you're getting more and more allies every day. Talk to Dice? No, I haven't talked to him yet. He's pretty broken up about the idea that he uh, seems to have betrayed you along the way. 
I think you probably understand more than anybody that that wasn't the case. So, Tim, uh, did you by any chance get some packages for Lucan Amastasia? You know, I did. Messenger came by yesterday. Ooh, good timing. Good timing. Care if I take those off your hands? And it looks around. Yeah, come on in. And he waves at everybody like, come on, come on, come on in. Excellent. Most of the time when you've seen this guy, he's been pretty nervous. And he seems to be a little bit more at ease right now. He seems more like the guy that Merck knew. Have you guys eaten? Uh, we have not. Got some salted pork. You know, we could probably all use a good meal real quick. So he brings you in and it's this large baronial hall, long table. There's a hearth built up with round stones. It's just warm and comforting. And they feed you ham and a few root vegetables, more or less potatoes but a few other things kind of mixed in. As he's eating, uh, one of the servants brings up this bundle. It's probably it about just... three feet long and maybe two feet wide, and it's just kind of wrapped up with twine. The, the cloth actually looks like that fear knot from Belnalair, that sort of loosely woven woolen cloth. Okay. So it's just one package then. Okay. He takes the package and slides it over to Hulk and says, Hulk, you might need this in the next 24 hours. Go ahead and take a look. I'd suspiciously squint at him. <laughs> I got something for you back at Bel Nelaire. Start unwrapping it. <laughs> there are several smaller packages inside wrapped up, but then there is a short sword, but it's a short sword made of bone. And it's relatively straight and one-edged. It's kind of a polished white, and there's a straight steel cross guard. And then it is wrapped around the hilt with crisscrossing red dragon skin. For our modern perspective, it looks a little bit like a short katana with the straight cross hilt and the whole thing is just this one big straight long line. I couldn't let Tirithon completely go to waste. I, I honestly don't know what to say. You can start with thank you as she keeps eating and looking at the both of you. Yeah, we'll start with that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to name this Lucan's Light. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I like that name. The small packages he starts to grab, there's seven of them. Yeah, and they're all scales and with little stones in the center. So that you can use them as like a brooch. Yeah. So he takes a package and gives it to everybody and says, here you guys go. And then he takes the ones that are left over and holds on to those for his parents. These are beautiful, Lucan. Thank you. Yeah, they will glow if a dragon is nearby. What's Hulk's sword do? I'm assuming that we'll need Relop to take a look at it. Hulk, just so you know, this is a dragon tooth. What about Lucian's bite? I'm saying Lucan. Lucan's bite. I like it. <laughs> Maybe they'll treat you better than that wavy sword. Doesn't that not set well with you sometimes? It's unsettling. But it's a reminder that there's always a darker path out there. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I suppose you're not actually going to replace that one, are you? You're replacing the other one. It's a plus one short sword, but it does have a little bit of a extra punch to it. If you hit a critical with this sword, the target that you hit will become temporarily more susceptible to fire damage. So Ooh. if it is immune to fire damage, it becomes temporarily resistant if it's resistant, it loses that resistance. If it doesn't have anything, then it actually becomes vulnerable to fire damage. Lucan thanks Tim and 
imagine we wrap it up somewhat quick just so we can get out and get to rest, but not to where we're going to be rude or anything. This place is a little unbearable. <laughs> so we do the, uh, I guess we should probably be going now. <laughs> Tim says, I know that you've been in contact with Cody and I hope that's gone all right for you. I know, I know he's not the easiest person to deal with sometimes. I think that someday we're going to be old men and we're going to look back on this. And I know that you're going to have fond memories of your choices. And I hope that I can too. I suppose, well, it all depends on how tomorrow turns out. May Lucian's light guide you. And same to you. Thank you very much. You know, Tim, I think for a long time I always felt left out by Lucian's light. And that's why I carry the flame. And it has guided me. And I know you mean well by it. I just... May the Pyrian's flame light your path. He says, I always thought it was funny that the ancients had a god for death, and they had a god for life, and they had a god for nature and magic. Why the hell did they have a god of light and a god of fire? Wouldn't that seem like it's too similar? One's chaos, one's order. But think about it. The flame can go to places where the light cannot, into the darkness. It takes two, not one, to defeat the night squinches his mouth together and chews on that a little bit good luck in what you're planning to do I, i'll see you again we will see each other again let's go back to the valen keep is that the safest place in town honestly that little temple if it's still there would probably be the safest place do we want to put miles at risk by staying there tonight just debating on whether or not asher would make such a bold move let's stay at the temple just to be on the safe side no need to take on necessary risks. All right. So you head back across the bridge? Yeah. Again, it's pretty quiet, so you're largely unmolested as you move through. The roads kind of snake their way through, and you end up passing within eyeshot of the watery mink, even though you're not going there. And then you would take a right, and you would head towards the well. But the watery mink, you know, at this point, it's getting to be evening, the sun's going down and the wind is howling a little bit and it's dark. The bar is dark? Mm-hmm. It's not normal. No, nor is it good. Give me a chance. Let me go check this out. Try to sneak closer to the building. Maybe they're closed because of the festival. They're all out hunting. People still need drink. Yeah, it would be odd. Yeah, so I'm going to try to approach primarily keeping any shadows that I can and Try to look in, see if I can see anything on the lower levels, and if not, also go down like a side and see if I can climb to like an upper level. As you get close enough to it, you can actually see that there is a piece of parchment hanging from the door. And again, there's mm-hmm. no movement. There's nobody that seems to be around. Gotcha. As I approach, what does the note say? This establishment is closed until further notice under the orders of the order of law, and it's stamped with a hammer. America's not going to be a happy camper with this one. Return to the group. Looks like the uh, order of law has been tipped off. They shut down this establishment, apparently. Hmm. They wouldn't know how to get to the basement bar, though, right? They shouldn't be able to, but... Yeah, I wouldn't think they could, because it was almost labyrinth-like. This is why... I'm Larry of them. We have no proof of their allegiance, either way. And that's what I was just trying to find out. So what it was, if I could. 
I think if we can just keep them out of the equation, it would be for the best at this time. What if we go right outside the city walls and just have Relop pop one of his tents up? What if we just go to the temple that they shouldn't have access to and stay there? Okay, let's check that out first. Or we go into this now-abandoned inn and claim it for the night. (laughs) The temple's better. Plus, we can speak to the gnome bounty hunter, see what he knows, if anything. As you move towards the well, you're underneath that tree at this point, and your hunch that it was the tree that grew from the all-face shrine is starting to be confirmed. You find the well, and there's nobody around. So you go down into it, it's cold and dank, and there's little pile of snow at the bottom and you come back to the temple itself the faces are there on your way in and as you step into that space the tree has clearly grown from where it was and there's actually a little bit of a space underneath it it's like the roots are all here and intertwining around the outside of the chamber and this gigantic tree is growing up from where you had buried those bodies and among the roots there's a little bearded gnome He's almost to the ceiling of the cavern, and he kind of looks down at you, and he's actually stroking a little winged cat and says, Huh, you've returned. On the floor in front of you is his gear. His armor's laying there. His breeches are laying there. (laughs) He dangles his feet off of where he's sitting. Still got this cat in his lap, and he's stroking this cat, which is purring and nestling into where he's got it on his lap. And he's stark naked. Oh. Well, hello there. (laughs) She'll look away from him a little bit and go, I see you're taking care of our temple. That is one (laughs) free spirit right there. (laughs) I'm going to have to ask you to put some pants on. He definitely made himself at home. He's got the cat in a strategic spot. (laughs) Seriously. Just put your pants on. Are you staying the night? That was the plan, and then we, uh, we saw your state of undress. So now I'm thinking we need to reconsider things. Put some pants on. I'm finding it a little weird. I've had to ask you more than once. Oh. <laughs> he shimmies down one of the roots, and uh, it's not a good <laughs> angle. <laughs> hey, hey, Relap, don't get any ideas from him, okay? <laughs> he puts these little green breeches on, buttons them up, and... His belly pours over it a little bit. Lucan turns to Merc and says, this is the one that beat you up, huh? He was wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> and his armor's laying there. You know, he's got this chainmail that's got a bunch of green string tied to all the rings. And so it looks like this furry armor. So he at least had armor when he fought you. Okay, got it. All right. Does he have pants on? Zan has been her back turned to him the entire time. Yep. Honestly, I don't want to look. He showed us way more than any person should show anybody. He's sitting cross-legged now, and the cat's still up in the tree. Answered some of my curiosity, I guess. (laughs) So, you know what God is doing this with this tree? Is, Is this normal? He says, this is she. She's returning. Which she? There's multiple, uh, absentees. He gets this really awestruck look. You saw it when he first came in. He laid down his flail. He's just enraptured with this place. And he just says to the Earth Mother, We are in some danger. 
Will she protect us here? Yes, they've brought people from their mill to cut back some of the branches and learn that that's not possible. The Earth Mother will rejoin her place she has among the elves, and now she'll spread across the realm of men. He smiles at everyone. Does that mean the forest will take over the city? What's in? It? It's going to have a new meaning. I don't think so. I think that there were elves here long ago, and for whatever reason they're gone. But I have a feeling that they now know that we're here, that we've awoken something here. And he smiles again. They went to the Feywild, just so you know. You're welcome to sleep under the tree for the evening. If you were hoping to rest, you look like you could use it. Yes. Yes, of course. I'm going to go ahead and curl up and go to bed. Lukant's going to actually go over and chat it up with the gnome for a while. And this guy is a little bit detached at this point. When you talk to him, yeah, he's, yeah. he's halfway he here and he's halfway somewhere else. Go ahead and make a religion check. Okay. 18. You remember from your schooling the goddess of nature being called Viridi. Viridi. She was sometimes called the earth goddess. She was sometimes called the earth mother. A tree wrapped in blossoming leafy vines was this symbol from an old text that you remember when you were a kid. It comes back to mind as you talk. And so you wonder if that's cool. maybe what he means. Lucan's enjoying chatting with him and feels a lot of comfort around this tree. Zan's just going to sit by herself and look at the tree. You notice, too, a few things. His flail is, like, hanging from one of the roots. There's a pack that looks as though the root sort of grew through the arm strap. All these things are just intermingled with the tree. They were there, and the tree grew, and they just found their place among it. Merc, are you sleeping? No. I I don't know if I could sleep tonight, if I wanted to. Yeah. You ready for tomorrow? I never thought this day would come. You know, and part of me didn't want it to come. How could somebody do so many horrible things, and yet you still love them? Yeah. It's gotta be pretty rough. You know you're gonna be doing the right thing, though. Even though it'll be very hard. Can't imagine what you're going through, but we're going to be there for you. We're going to help you through it. I think I'll need it. Lucan puts his arm around Merc. All right, this is a little too cuddly for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It means a lot. It's all coming together. This is all happening for a reason. You know, to have light, you have to have darkness. In many ways, the only reason I know about Pyrian and the flame is because of the darkness that came to Wood's End. The irony of it all, right? Hmm. Yeah. The light will always shine through the darkness. We will prevail. We have to prevail. If we don't, darkness will win. I don't know if anybody else could stop it if they wanted to. I was going to have Hall go kind of sit against the base of the tree. And pull out Lucan's bite, <laughs> look at it in any reflected light, and also take in the rumor in as well, contemplate the tree a little bit, ball up my sack, curl up against the base of the tree, and sleep there. I want to roll stealth 
while he's looking at that sword, Lucan's going to open one eye when he's lying down sleeping to see if he can watch him without noticing. Dang it, I rolled a six. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I close my eyes real quick. <laughs> Zan's going to see that from a distance, and she's going to very subtly cast Thaumaturgy and then originate a small whisper sound from the sword saying, My chosen champion. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Not dealing with that tonight. <laughs> and Zane will start laughing. So everybody, mm-hmm. at this point, get some rest. Get up early. <laughs> you wanted to go just before dawn, right? Yes. That pre-dawn glow. Before Merc wakes up, I'm going to do a quick prayer. Her hand's going to glow. She's going to reach down and just touch his foot while he's sleeping. And we'll cast Death Ward on him. Hmm. For eight hours, if you go to zero hit points, you pop up at one. Okay, then. Because I sense nice. your brother's going to try to kill you. And then she is going to take off the angel wing necklace. Ooh. And she's going to slip on the jet black ring she got in the Feywild. Unceremoniously. She's not going to tell anybody, but I guess you are going to notice that she's not wearing it. So I'm keeping the gold scale, cloak of protection, ring of necrotic resistance are my three attuned items. When everyone's getting ready in the morning, Lucan walks up to Merc and says, Hey Merc, come here. And uh, his hand starts to glow for a second. And then he goes, Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and then and then he looks over at Zan and gives her a thumbs up. <laughs> Merck's looking completely lost. <laughs> Lucan pats him on the back, goes, Don't worry about it, pal. Don't worry about it. You're all good. What's the plan here, guys? Well, I think some of the reports of the people said that it was in the basement or on the ground floor is wherever this shadow creature is. Okay. So if we start at the top and work our way down. I mean, once we're inside, they're going to know we're there. We're on the offensive at that point. We'll have to be on the offensive. we we go to the defense that we've lost. Yeah. Where do you guys want to go in at? I think Zan's right. We need to go in up high. They won't necessarily be looking for intruders up top. That's a good point, because it does take us a good minute to materialize. Bell Tower sounds perfect. All right. Unless we can just slide down the rope. Whee! And ring the bell, I suppose? Why not? I mean, it says we hit the floor of the Chanel War there anyway. All right. Okay. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Lucan gets his prayer beads out and says several prayers and then casts the Windwalker spell. The bead actually glows bright for a moment. And then as it slowly fades out, everyone feels almost like they're being pulled upward for just a second. And then you're adrift. It's a very strange sensation. Everybody's sort of getting used to the idea that they now have the option to fly around. They can sift themselves down. Feel a little lightheaded. Yeah. And you're almost drawn to the gaps in the tree. You you don't even have to go through the tunnels. You, at this point, could ride the tree up. It's, It's just starting to get a little bit light on the horizon. It's a little bit purple. But it's easy enough to see the cathedral, this big log built inspired building to enter the bell tower you want to continue to move from there or do you want to try to put yourselves together in that space there's a circular walkway around it i think <clears throat> we'll try to put himself together there because we can always go back if we need to as well yeah we can go to true form here Merck's the first to start to coagulate and his body builds from the feet up and you're standing in this bell tower 
overlooking Woods End. You can see the tree, you can see the river and hear the water. And there's a good breeze coming through that makes a little bit of a whistle. Do we know where? No. No. I would assume he's below, but we will have to find out. So let's start descending down the bell tower. I'm just thinking you're relatively familiar with this place and its layout. If we followed you in mist form, could we get closer without disturbing anyone? Only issue is it takes a good solid minute for us to get out of the mist form, and we're vulnerable at that point. Okay. That's my worry about that. I could lead you to where the quarters used to be. I don't know if they would still be in use. They're going to hear us if we keep talking, so let's just go. Let's do this, Merc. Let's not pull a Tyrion and announce our presence too early. He'll descend the bell tower and then go to where the sleeping quarters are. He'll keep an eye out. Stands a reason that they might have trapped something, or at least put like a an alert trap, not necessarily trap trap. You guys want to roll stealth? Sure. Probably should. This is probably bad. Yep, I rolled a five. Hmm. I got a three. Thirty-four. Twenty-one. There's several levels to these stairs as you go back and forth. You know, there's a little platform and then you go the other direction and you work your way down and everything's made of wood and there's a little bit of a creakiness to it and you're trying your darndest to keep it from creaking, but it's doing its good share of creaking. And when you get to the bottom, there are five paladins standing there. They're all wearing chain mail and long swords and lucite symbols. And one of them says, are you here to deal with Asher? What symbol are they wearing? They are wearing swords. Yeah? And what do you think of Asher? I think that he needs to be dealt with. As he's talking to you, Larson's torch gives everybody a ping. Everybody feels like this is about to go bad. Roll your initiatives. I got a 12. 15. Beat ya. I got 15. I'm going to let Lucan go first. I got 8 again. <laughs> 13. One of them is hanging off of Merc at this point. Hands on his shoulders like he's looking for help, but it seems that this is not genuine. You almost see a little bit of a sadistic smile come on his face. As he's holding you, he draws his sword and tries to run it through you. Like he's just going to murder you right there at that moment. He gets you for 26 slashing damage. It probably could have been worse, but Larson's torch gave you enough of a head start he caught you kind of at the waist right where your armor meets your body but he didn't actually run you through like he was intending and there's something really ominous specifically to the twins about this because these guys are full out lucite paladins and there's definitely something sinister happening here as this guy attacks lucan you are next Uh, okay he's actually gonna go after the one that attacked merc in kind of a shock are these considered fiends? They are not. Okay. I figured, but thought I'd ask. Good question. A 15 to hit. Probably a miss. Yeah, that's a miss. All right. And he'll take a second swing. And I got a 23 on that one for 17 points of damage. Okay. I didn't use any Divine Smite or anything like that. I'm just doing straight swings at the moment. Lucan comes in, gives him a slice. He kind of backs away from Merc a little bit at that point. So he's not right up on top of him like he was. Hulk, you get to go. All right. Go in next to Lucan, and we will take our first swing with Lucan's bite here. That's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
It's because Ooh. you named it Lucas Light. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's going to always roll garbage for you. Congratulations. Yep. Every yep. other roll will be a one. Yep. Offhand or? Yeah, I'll try it with the offhand. 16. 16 will miss. Okay. Hold comes into the fray. The guy bats it away with his shield. I'm just going to like look over at Luca. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Merc, the one had already attacked at you. The rest of them are going to each pick a target. And so everybody's getting attacked by the other four. Is either Zan or Relops attacker within five feet of me? Yeah, I think uh, Zan would be a good option for that. When they attack Zan, he'll do the Sentinel strike. And I'll warding flare him. Lucan, yours is going to hit. Hold, yours is just going to hit. I will use my reaction to Uncanny Dodge. Relops is going to hit. Wow, <laughs> these guys are actually making up for my last fight. Yeah, Zan, he still hit you. He hit a 22. So, Lucan, you get hit with 26 points of damage. And by the way, when these hit, they all light up like a smite. Mm -hmm. But the smite doesn't look right. Hog, you get hit with 19. Okay. Are you having that? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Relap gets stuck with 28. Zan, you get hit with 16 slashing. And it's only 6 necrotic. That's halved. So yeah, when it flashes, it still kind of looks like light, but something's off. That was their turn. That brings us to Relop. And they're pretty much intermixed with you. You know, they sort of were standing at the bottom of the stairs and everybody's kind of in a big pack at this point with you. Okay. And just for the record, the Sentinel Strike missed. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we're all going to die. I rolled a two. I'm going to go ahead and pull out that same iron bar and cast hold person at fifth level on all of them. Ooh, that's a multi-person thing, huh? Uh, yeah, wisdom 18. Yikers. So just the other four. Yeah. One of them passed, the one that is focusing on Holg, but otherwise the other three did not. Okay. So only Holg's going to die, so it's all right. Merc, it's your turn. Got this guy standing in front of you. This sharp-jawed, grinning guy that doesn't look right to you for some reason. First attack. 17, which should miss. It does, yep. Second attack. 28, should hit. Yep. Wow, that was 13 points of damage. Okay. 24 should hit. Yep. For 12 points of damage. Sword comes up, batters into the side of his armor clanks into his pauldron just for the record i bonus action second win to regain some hit points and i got 20 okay. out of that okay great zan it's your turn so the one in front of me is all locked up yeah mm -hmm. right but she's going to focus on the ones that are still up and running so she's going to spin to the one over by holg make her way towards the one uh, with him and she will cast spiritual weapon she'll pull her sword up in front of her charge forward, the sword will go flying past, cutting the guy as she goes forward, and then she'll bring her sword down on top of him. So I'll swing my own sword, and then I'll swing the spiritual weapon sword. Long sword is a 10, which is probably no good. Yeah. And what level am I casting this at? I'll cast it at third level, let's say, uh, spiritual weapon. So coming at him, 19? Yes, 19 will hit. Okay. Uh, he'll take 10 points of damage. All right. Guy holds up his shield and your sword clanks in and just as he's proud of himself, this light sword comes down on top of him. 
that brings us back to the top, which means that we are going with the guy on Merc. He hits you three times again. When he swings at you, it glows with this light that is a little bit off. Like I said, he hits you twice and then there's a sound of like electricity, a little smell of ozone as he hits. Make a strength save. Plus three. Well, that's terrible. 14. We hear a thunder crack as he hits. You're going to get thrown 10 feet back, which kind of moves through the group. We're not going to worry about whether or not it hits somebody or something, but he knocks you back as he hits. 42 points of damage total. Okay. And that brings us to Lucan's turn. So you just see Merc kind of get blasted away. By the way, the whole place just echoed, right? You're in a cathedral of all yep. places. Yep. And boom! You can feel it in your ears. Kind of gives out a big yell, takes a swing at him. Rolls a 30 to hit on his first hit for 15 points of damage. This is focusing on that main guy, right? Yeah, the one that just cracked. Yep. And then he's going to have a thunderous sound come from his sword on his next attack. And use the same spell that guy just used. And take a swing. Do you want to try to knock him into the stairs or do you want to try to knock him back away i would prefer him to be right in front of me if i can yeah so if i can just knock him into the stairs so we can all get him that'd be great so i rolled a 25 to hit that'll hit oh really low on the damage jeez 15 for damage and then he has to make a strength save of 16. he did make his strength save dang it staggers a little bit but not enough to make a difference Alrighty, that's me. Hold. I will continue getting in next to Luke, and if I can, and lining up that shot, trying to pierce. Let's try this again with this sword. Is he 26? That'll hit. Okay. 37 points. So he just barely keeps himself standing, and then Hold comes in and just sticks that bone blade right underneath his armor, gives him a good cut pulls out you see blood spray out he's still standing but this guy is definitely feeling what's happening okay i will offhand attack and completely miss with that go way okay. wide that serpentine blade skitters on his shield as he winces about the first cut the one that is still moving over there is going to go after zan can i use my shield my protection yep. she was in five all right wow Yep, he's going to hit. All right. Again, he lights up. 24 slashing and five necrotic. That's have. He sees his moment and really gives a good slash as his sword lights up towards Zan and kind of knocks her back a little bit. We now go to reel up. Are the two guys that are up within five feet of each other or no? They're within 10, but they're, they're okay. probably not within five. Okay. Is there anyone within five of the guy that Mark and Lucan have been hammering on? Yeah. One that is frozen in place. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and mutter something under my breath and uh, cast Acid Splash. It's a dexterity 18 saving throw. Both failed. Okay. The one was frozen, so. 17 for both. The one that's moving hisses in response to that. His armor doesn't much care about the acid that comes through. And that brings us to Merc. 
I guess I'll stand up and then I'll close in with the one that's on Xan. So she's not fighting by herself. And I'll take a couple swings at that guy. Oh wow. 13. That'll miss. 26. That'll hit. For 9 points of damage. Alright. Comes back after being blown back and Xan, this guy's kind of focusing on you and Merc just barrels into him with his blade. And that was a 16 to hit, which I missed. Zan, you're up. So I can still see the one that's almost down that Hulk and them are fighting, right? Yeah. So with a wave of her hand, she just throws the spiritual weapon that direction mm -hmm. to hit that weakened guy who is hopefully going to die from this. 15, isn't it probably not good? It goes a little wide. Yep. And then she's going to like throw her hand upwards and then bring it down to drop a sacred flame on his head. That's a deck save, right? Yeah, 18. Merc, what'd she cast? Sacred flame! <laughs> he failed it. Of course he did. Good boy. 20 points of radiant damage. Nice. The guy is staggering. It hits him, and he's almost rolling on his feet mm -hmm. at this point. That actually comes back up to him. Lucan says he knocked Merc away, and that was his target before. He's going to focus in on you. Sure. I hold my shield up. One of his hits bounces off of your shield. The other two are going to hit. It lights up with that odd light. Gets you for 33. Okay. The second hit gets you for 26. You need to make a constitution saving throw. 14. You are blinded for one minute. Cool. All right. At the end of your turn, you can make a saving throw. The good thing is it's, it's your turn. You can make a con save and can I blindly grab a healing potion and drink it? I assume that you have it in the place you could grab it. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I heal a whopping eight. Okay. Then I will roll a con check and I roll a 14 again. Still blind at this point. And I say, I can't see. And he holds up a shield. Hold you're up. All right. I guess I will try to put myself somewhat in between Lucan and anyone that may be threatening him and strike out. You're going for the big guy, right? Yeah. AC 28. That'll hit. 39. 39 actually drops him. So you take this new sword and just jab it up underneath his armor. You just put it right into his gut and almost fist deep. And he just lets air out in your face. His eyes roll up. I was going to try to let it down somewhat slowly. You sort of <laughs> bring him down and lay him down in front of you. The one that's still moving over there is now going to swing at Merc. Swings at you twice. One of them you deflect with your sword. The other one's going to hit you for 24. Okay. Let me roll for the other guys to see if they can break free. Wow. No, they cannot. That brings us to Relop. There is only one moving. You're concentrating to keep the other two in place. Or the other three, sorry. Can I acid splash the guy that's moving and somebody else that's within five feet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, another dex saving throw. They both miss. Okay. This one makes up for the last one. Uh, eight points of acid. Oh, and I'd like to try and maneuver as much as possible away from the battle. Do you want to go up the stairs? Sure. That brings us to Merc. I'll go after the one that's still up. Well, that'll miss. 
It was a 15. It's time to switch dice here, guys. Yeah, 18. we're not rolling. Does 18 hit? 18 does hit. So 15 points of slashing damage from the sword. And I missed twice. Alright, this guy's looking pretty rough. You know, he's battering off as this big sword's coming his way. He's using his shield pretty well to deflect. But he's definitely taking a little bit of a beating here. And now it's Zan's turn. As an aside, I forgot to roll my concentration check for getting hit from him for the spiritual weapon. And I rolled a two, so I failed. So the oh, spiritual weapon okay. will, will vanish. That While that guy is fighting Merc, she's going to roll at him, shoulder check him, and spin around him to try to get past him. And with her hands glowing, she's going to catch Lucan on the shoulders and cast Lesser Restoration to clear his blindness. <laughs> All right, Lucan. I could see. Yeah, it's your turn. All right. In a fit of rage, of happy rage, he's like, I can see! And just yeah. swings at whatever's in front of him. You could get your bearings and go after the guy that's attacking. Okay. With that one on an attack of 14. He shakes his head a little bit and takes another swing. And got a 21 to hit. Yep, for 16 points of damage. And he says, thanks, Sam. Of course. Uh, you know what? That actually does him in. So, nice. You miss, <laughs> shake your head, and then just cut him right under the arm. You know, he's got his arms up as he's fighting, and you just sort of run it in under his armpit, and the guy shudders a little bit and drops to the ground. He curls one arm behind him and does a little fist bump to Zan. <laughs> she does the same from behind her shoulder. Just <laughs> no look, fist bump. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do about the other three? Merck's in favor of executing them because they are a problem. We don't have a way to deal with at this moment. No, no arguments here. I I would agree. Quickly dispatch of. I definitely would go to the first guy and just take the great sword and angle it down up through the gap in the collarbone. And if nobody else kills the other two before he gets to him, that's what he's going to do to the other two. Zane's looking away while you're doing that and yep. attempting to heal herself. I'm going to use up all my healing potions that I have left. Just down them real quick? Yeah. Yep. I burned two greater healing potions and a couple of cure wounds for myself, and they're all marked off on my sheet. Okay. To get me back to full. Because yeah. I was at 25. That was not a good place to start. It's like I used up my potions, but I healed like 16 total or something like that. Not very much. You're off the side of the altar. So if you were walking down the aisle towards the altar, you would be on the left side. As Lucan is taking his last healing potion, doors open up on the far side, which is where the rectory is, which Merc would know. And frankly, the other clergy in the group would have a feel for where that was. And a couple of acolytes come up. They're probably not true paladins, just by the way they're garbed. They're wearing vestments, and they have these staffs that have little swords at the top. Ceremonial, probably, more than anything, although they could be used as spears or halberds. Behind them comes the bishop in full vestments, which this time of morning probably means that he heard what was happening and took the time to dress in his vestments. He steps up onto the altar at kind of an angle from where you are. You now can be denied to talk to the masses after they've interrupted your morning rest, Bishop. Hello, brother. I'm not your brother. I'm your executioner. And I charge.
Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com, for more great gaming content. All right, is everybody here and ready? Are you here, Craig? I'm (laughs) here. (laughs) You're not Craig. Get out of here. (laughs) You're pretty good at that, Brian. That was really good. (laughs) Really Brian, I watched the, your speed painting episode. That oh, was yeah? great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that awesome. It was a lot of fun. The skeleton Sweet. one? Yeah. Brian's got a YouTube channel, for those that don't know. Snow Fight yep. Studios. He does amazing videos. If you want to learn <laughs> how to paint, go there. Right. There's sentinel stones that would glow within a certain range of a dragon. So which would have been the... useful in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> This place is a little unbearable. <laughs> I'm with you. I got you. Uh, I take 15 psychic damage. <laughs> you can have your sword back. <laughs> got to admit, this guy, we know for sure now, this guy has balls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know you mentioned him attacking you with a flail, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> it was the weapon, not the body attachment. It seems awfully small. <laughs> Three times uh, around, huh? I don't know that he'd have reach, but okay. <laughs> ball up my sack, lean against the yeah, ball up my bag. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great little moment between myself and the DM. (laughs) (laughs) Or, hear me out, you burn your five points to cure your blindness. Oh, I can do that and cure blindness? I'd have to double check. I'll I'll, I'll look for it. I'll look. I can cure a disease or whatever, but no, I can't do blindness. I can't cure blindness. You lying sack of crap.